Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hi, welcome to the kickoff. Yeah, we're actually doing one of these right now. And no, it's going to have nothing. Okay, it's going to have something to do about football a little bit later on because we kind of have to. This is a football podcast. But we're being too socially distant from each other, gentlemen. And frankly, that needed to end. Yeah. Good evening. Remember those arms. (laughs) I interrupted Eric's bit. I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. Remember those times when we could just all sit around and bullshit on a podcast talking about different news and events in the sporting world and not have to worry about any kind of global catastrophe? Pepper Fox remembers. You know what I don't remember? I don't remember sports at all. (laughs) It feels like a distant memory. I don't know what you're talking about. I've really found the play of Dinamo Minsk in the Belarusian Soccer League very entertaining. Eric with the D. I found found out late. I found out late at night. Marble racing on ESPN is very (laughs) enthralling. Hey, hey, you want to talk about the best programming? You want to talk about the best programming on the Ocho European Tram Driver Championships, baby? See, I'm 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 all about the cornhole. So, <laughs> there's a joke there, Eric. Don't make it. Thanks for listening. To uh, I almost beat him to it. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody, and welcome into the kickoff. This is a special episode. Obviously, we will return to your normally scheduled programming. Well, ish. next week we'll bring you. <laughs> I added an ish. You slow your roll, Bisco. Fine. When we bring you our draft preview episode tonight, we're actually just kind of getting together to shoot the shit about the current events here to talk about a little bit of off-season NFL news as well. We'll kind of put that in towards the end of the broadcast. But for the sake of this particular show, this is more of us venting our frustrations and talking things out about our experiences here. Obviously, first of all, let me tell you guys who we all are because it's important to do that. I'm your host. My name is Harry Broadhurst. Joining me as per usual the executive producer turned co-host eric watkins it would take something on the scale of a pandemic to turn me into a sane normal fully responsible member of society yeah fuck you coronavirus i don't know if he's necessarily sane but at least he's productive he's got that going the co-host turned executive producer brandon biscabing yeah, this is a strange, strange world uh, we've just gotten ourselves planted into. And the chairman of this particular multiverse, Jason Teasley. 
Carol Baskins killed her fucking husband. Oh, don't don't even get started (laughs) with that BS. Hey, hey, hey. I voted that man to be president in 2016. Thank you very much. And if I lived in Oklahoma, I would have voted for him to be governor, too. Damn bitch, Carol Baskin. (laughs) Hey, just the only thing I'm going to say, Brandon, is you just need to watch out for being having sardine oil rubbed on you. Am I really the only one that hasn't watched that show? No, that's why I said that is because I haven't watched it either, and I have no intention of watching it. No, no, it's you need to watch it. You need to just watch it simply because it is the the uh, utter shit show of just what the fuck. Women in hat suits. There. Eric were discussing before the show went on the air earlier. I'm actually planning on binge watching McMillions tomorrow on Hulu. The the one monumental case that goes down in history and it happens to convalesce right during the time I'm not in Florida. But anyway, so yeah, we're getting together here to give you kind of our thoughts on obviously the vast majority of the sports world is shut down right now. We are going to have an NFL draft to talk about, thankfully, and then there will be an actual NFL draft to discuss in two weeks as well once the virtual draft, which is weird to say, but an actual thing that's happening, happens from the 23rd through the 25th. That being said, the next time we were supposed to come to you after we did our year-end awards show for the kickoff was supposed to be the tip-off, March Madness edition. Yeah. Well, about that. Boy, I dodged a bullet for that one. I would have been so mad those couple of weeks. I'm so pissed off that Kansas didn't have a chance to win the title it so rightfully deserved. Um, Same here. Same here, uh, Harry Whitsey and oh, Hall. Same you guys here. have been knocked out in the second round like you are every Hey, time. we would have been a three seed this year and probably would have made at least a deep run. Hey, 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 I'm the one of all of us that actually put money on Kansas to win the title. How do you think I feel? Hashtag bet on Bovada. Hashtag refunded, I'm assuming. I was, but still not the same. (laughs) Three Three of the four of us would have had dogs in the NCAA tournament fight there. My Jayhawks, Brandon's Pirates, and Jason's Mountaineers. Hurricanes got to get their shit together. I was so thankful. If we could only, thankfully, we didn't even have to go through an entire season with another ton of injuries. It would be nice if we could, you know, field more than seven or eight players for a game every once in a while. If you'd like, Eric, I can dub you an honorary Gators fan for the tournament. (laughs) Yeah, like that's going to happen. No? Okay. Well, it's not uh, like you... Speaking, speaking of which, speaking of which, it has been confirmed. Uh, I will be at at least two Gator games coming. Because my wife's best friend and her new husband, her well, her new boyfriend, is a huge college football fan and where they live in Gainesville and she works for the hospital, they get free tickets and he does not have anybody to go to games with. And my wife said, I kind of go to games. 
because it gives her a chance to go to Florida and see her best friend. I said, that sounds good to me. Okay, my only rule for this is that I get some kind of Gator swag out of this when you go to the stadium. The one good thing that UF Health provides. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, me and him was talking. I, and also, the he he told me that he that they've already got a he's already got a boat down there at one of his friends' house. And anytime I come down, that we're going to take a he's going to take me on my first deep feet deep sea fishing adventure. Oh God, I um. I'm on well, the boat, man. It's going feeling that there's going to be a Florida man story out of this. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it'll be wonderful if there is. See, I went the opposite way with that, Eric. He's on a boat, man. He's going fast, <laughs> man. He's got a nautical theme fact being an Afghan. To the four people listening that probably got that song reference, thank you. Hey, uh, hey, now, yeah. just just remember, even with that, we will all admit Dick in a Box was better. Oh, you shut your whore mouth. It was not. I, I have to agree with Eric. Thank you. Brandon, I'm on a boat or Dick in a Box. Which one's better? I'm on a boat. Thank you. Uh, okay, see, this is twice now in two episodes that me and Bisco have ended up on the same side of an argument. Disturbing. All right. Anyway. <laughs> okay. All I'm going to say. All I'm going to say is, if you're picking teams, and it's me and Eric versus you and Bisco, pretty sure me and Eric's got the win. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, how, Black Irish. Yeah. yeah. How's that Black Irish coming along, Jason? <laughs> About as uh, better than the fantasy football cast. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. I mean, in fairness, uh, both of them came along further than now the war was won. So, you know, whatever. I'm starting to think it's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So seriously, though, let's get kind of a little bit back on track here. Yeah. Not that this, What's that? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not that this show ever really had one. Um. Um. Eric, out of all the things that have been canceled right now, what's the one what's the one sporting event you miss most? Australian rules football. Granted, it does mean sometimes that I do have to stay up until two in the morning, but oh dear lord, just the high flying Mason Cox, Pat McAfee's even on board talking about it. Not to mention, this was finally going to be the year the dogs were going to get back into the eight and make a deep finals run. But now, question marks. Okay. A, you leave your love for Cox out of this. Hey, he can talk about his love for Cox all he wants. Okay, fine. You can talk about your love for Cox. <laughs> Jason, what's the one sporting event that we've lost so far that you've missed the most? Uh, I have to say March Madness. I mean, it's behind... behind um, Opening day of the NFL, it is my favorite favorite event of the of every year. I'm right there near. I'm right there with Jason. That's an honorable mention for me because that Thursday, that opening Thursday of the March Madness tournament, is the one day a year where I sit my ass in front of a television and do not move from noon 
until after midnight when the last game is concluded. I watch as much of day one as I can every year to have it taken what away as quickly. What really sucks about it is I had tickets to the first two rounds in Cleveland. Mm. Ouch. Brandon, what's the one sporting event you've missed most in the downtime? Yeah, I definitely have to say um, March Madness because not only is it the biggest thing that has been canceled. I mean, I'm sure some people may argue some a couple of other uh, events. But, you know, that especially to me and, and many other sports fans, that was the biggest event in this time frame that was canceled. And with it being as close to being finalized and you were right there, you could feel it coming and then it just gets destroyed like that. That's definitely the the biggest. Um, but I'm going to give two honorable mentions. One, Hold on, before you give your... Nope, before you okay. do, because I'm worried you're going to take my pick, because Bizco going to Bizco. I, I have a feeling I'm going to as well, so go ahead. Thank you. You know what I actually missed out the most on this from the sports season? Opening day? Getting to see what getting to see what would have happened with the XFL. Oh, okay. Ditto. So I Ditto. wouldn't have taken your... Because uh... we were so actively involved with the XFL on this podcast, like we were in on the xfl and the level of play was much better than any of us anticipated Mm -hmm. it being and the coverage was much better than any of us anticipated being and the gimmickry that was the original xfl wasn't there they actually took it serious as a legitimate professional sports business this time and we were there for it and it was something that you could sit and watch and yeah you didn't have to watch the entire game sure but if you if you found yourself flipping the TV and you found an XFL game on odds are you were staying there to watch the XFL game until you either had to go do something else or until there was something specific that you wanted to watch because the quality of play warranted you spending your time watching that there and to see that taken away five weeks into the season they didn't even reach what the AAF reached the AAF got six weeks in before their season was shut down to see the XFL taken away from five weeks through no fault of Vince McMahon through no fault of um, Andrew Luck's dad. What's Oliver. Oliver? Oliver. Oliver. Oliver Luck. Through no fault of any of the franchises or any of the franchisees or any of the coaches or anything like that, was devastating as a football fan because it was it was starting to see signs that a non-national football league league, for lack of a better phrase, could work in the United States in the downtime now- from the. Now, I hope above all, when Vince is saying that we'll be back in 2021, that he means it and that they can get it going. Please, because, oh. I I have a feeling they will. I think Vince has put way too much money into it. And as we've seen um, with WWE, you know, if. If he had the choice, if it, was, if it was completely up to him, he probably would have gone ahead and done empty arena or empty stadium games. Um, See, I, I would say that he's going to come back, but look at the amount of players that he's already lost. That's to the XFL, true. To the NFL in but, downtime but think about it this way, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more later today and, and next week. With how the NFL is going to be this year, you may have a big pool of players who aren't on NFL rosters 
that may potentially sign with an XFL team because of the uncertainty of the draft. And especially with everything going on and the noise still going with the CBA, I'm not saying that it will be thrown into an uproar, but there's a couple extra clouds on the horizon. All right, basically, you had honorable mentions. Go ahead and hit those. Yeah, my two honorable mentions. The first one is opening day for uh, baseball. Um, you know, that's something that... See, I would... But I would say that that's been more delayed than denied. True, true, but still, it's going to feel... Different? Yes. Yeah, it's not going to feel like opening day as basically like a holiday, pretty much, for baseball fans. It's it's going to feel more of as a relief, and even then, with no fans, it's not going to feel the same. Um, I only have one word for you in that respect. Okay. Brockmark. All I'm going to say is the Marlins have been playing in front of no fans forever. <laughs> so it's the beast. Fair I'm enough. used to this. Fair the, enough. Uh, real, quick, real quick here, do you guys think we'll see a shrunken baseball season? Yes. If so, okay, Eric, since you were the first to answer, I'm saying over under 120. Under. Under. If they can get everything done right with their plans for Arizona, I would say slightly over. Yeah, actually, yeah. If they were able to start on May 1st, then it would be slightly over. But I don't think they're going to be able to start May 1st. I think at the very earliest it would be like Memorial Day. Yeah, if they get everything set up in Arizona, if they have to wait to where, you know, all of the stadiums all around the country, then it's definitely going to be under. Yeah, it, it I I'm calling it right now, especially after and and I don't know if you guys saw it um, come in, come out today, um, you know, one of the biggest sporting companies that was think that was trying to push ahead as much as they could even they couldn't uh overcome the the public pressure to shut down you know you're referring to the ufc with dana white being shut down by the big mouse exactly so even 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 if the mlb even if rob manfred comes up with a brilliant idea that has no holes in it i have a feeling that in the climate that we have right now until we start getting over the hump people are going to be saying and and more specifically politicians and 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 groups are going to be saying it's too soon you can't do it right now yet well, even then, a poll just came out to where you had, I think, 76% of those surveyed said they would watch games with no fans in attendance. Mm-hmm. Just watch those games basically behind closed doors. Only 12% said that they would attend games if social distancing were in place. And I believe it was 66% that said they are staying away until a vaccine comes out. 
Yeah, if which means that long, a few sports are in trouble. Yeah, well, that means that pretty much the entirety of the 2021 seasons are in jeopardy. Um, and then uh, my second honorable mention uh, on a more personal level, and I've I love what Scott Van Pelt has been doing on ESPN. I love what various groups have been doing uh, to help out with this. But college, and even more so on the high school level, losing this season, this spring sports season, is absolutely devastating to the seniors. Um, You know, I got got to go all a grand total of one baseball game uh, this season before we got shut down. And uh, it's very disappointing for those seniors to lose right. that opportunity. I'm going to be nice to the NCAA at this particular part of the show. Know that that will not be a theme for the rest of the episode. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dramatic reverb. Dramatic reverb. I will say that the NCAA's decision to grant an extra year of eligibility to spring sport athletes is absolutely the correct one for the NCAA. To absolutely. Make. And the NCAA has gone on the record and stated that they will help these schools with the scholarship donations that are needed in order to cover the students that are under spring athletic scholarships. Tell that to everybody but Wisconsin, because I just saw across the wire earlier today to where the NCAA still left it with some leverage to the individual schools and Wisconsin pretty much said no. Hmm. Wow. What a bunch of dicks. I mean, to, to be fair to Wisconsin, I mean, I completely disagree with it. But, you know, the the big – they don't have the big cash crop spring oh, sport. bullshit. My ass ain't going to be fair to Wisconsin. <laughs> okay. Fuck Wisconsin. No. Fucking cheese eat motherfuckers. Okay, first of all – Wisconsin's in the Big Ten, and yeah, maybe they lost the revenue of. No, no, no. I'm not saying. I'm not saying in total. Let me finish. Okay. Okay. Let me finish. The the Wisconsin's in the Big Ten, which means yeah, they may have lost the the revenue. They're part of the revenue share from the NCAA tournament, but those motherfuckers in the Big Ten are making major money from the TV contract that they have with CBS. Major money with the TV contract that they have through ESPN. Major money through the TV contracts that they have through a number of other different organizations in order to broadcast their games, be it through the Big Ten network, digitally online, or in any uh, any one of a number of other options that they facilitate for their schools. So you cannot sit here and tell me that Wisconsin could not afford to take the costs, especially if the NCAA is supplementing them to help give those students an extra year of athletic eligibility. Oh, no, that I'm not I'm not saying that they can't afford it. What I'm saying is, and I do not agree with this, but I think their thought is when you think spring sports, what is the one sport that pops into mind? Baseball. baseball. They do not have a baseball Swimming. team. Lacrosse? Swimming. No, it's baseball, and they do not have a baseball team. So, softball. I could give a fuck less if they have a baseball team or not. It's unfair to the athletes that have dedicated their time to go to the University of Wisconsin. And I guarantee you, what's going to end up happening is those bucky teeth bastards are going to try to block transfers to go to other schools for a final year of eligibility. 
Oh, no, yet I'm the one that always catches shit when I say the whole state should just be lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, thank you again for proving me right. Bad enough that you had to go through and pull all that bullshit with the election. All right, let's go ahead and continue on here. A couple of other things, because we, we are not doing politics on this no. show, Eric. Okay, but I do want to ask you one question, Eric. You in particular... Oh, I feel special. Go ahead. Do you feel kind of cursed? I mean, Ohio is generally fucked, but how so? Liverpool. Um, We're still going to get the title. So, I mean, I'm not that upset about it. Granted, I would have preferred, given the fact that we only needed two more wins to clinch it. I would have preferred to have done it on the pitch. But the commissioner for the EPL has came out and stated that if the season were to be forced to shut down, Liverpool would be awarded the title because realistically there was no logical chance of any other team catching Liverpool for the 2019-2020 crown. Asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> Why you got to be a dick? <laughs> That's not cool. It's he's Man, he's a Builders fan. I mean, let, let him let him enjoy some. He is a Bills fan. Come on. Oh, we have plenty to be excited about in Buffalo this year. We'll talk about the actual NFL news and notes a little bit later on in the show. Um, Jason, ever get there. Let's get let's get personal, shall we? All right. I'm not touching you like you like you like anymore. That was weird. <laughs> they don't need to know Man, about weird. that. Shut the fuck up, Jason. Look, anyway. look. On down, I got it from the right angles. I got you, bro. <laughs> right. you know, I do need charity. a you... boom mic, however, because um reasons. <laughs> In all sincerity, um, you've been moved to work from home here. How do how has this whole thing been affecting you on a personal day to day level? Like this isn't us. This isn't us like being funny for the sake of being funny here. This is. I'm genuinely curious how you guys are all holding up through everything that's going on, Jason. I'll start with you. <laughs> Well, I mean, working from home has its advantages and disadvantages. I don't like the, I, I like having the small disconnect, being able to drive home, and having that disconnect from work rather than walking out of my office and you know the fact that Amber bought a, a five hundred dollar desk and office chair. I mean, you know, and that was her excuse was because she works from home. She's also working from home, so it's kind of put a strain on us both having to work from home. And sharing the same office uh, for the most part. So I mean, it's it kind of sucks. Uh, the biggest biggest thing that sucks is the fact that you know I got to deal with my daughter on a regular basis. And uh, no, I mean, uh, and the fact that no, I mean it's it's not like that. I'm just saying I've got to deal with her uh, and trying to. Edu- teach her where she does have an LD and you know um, not being really versed in the proper needs that she does does need and require to help her understand some things because of her LD um, and it, it creates a thing and puts her at a disadvantage because I feel that I'm not teaching her, 
you know, me and Amber both have to have, uh, you know, we're, we're still working 40 hours a week each. Plus on top of that, we're trying to keep her up schoolwork. So, I mean, it's made life a lot more hectic in a personal level, trying to juggle work and be a teacher for the biggest part of my days off. And any free time that we have, we're having to, you know, take that role on as a teacher for and further her education the best way we know how. And we're not really equipped because of her, her special learnings that, and the way that she needs to be taught. We don't have access to that and we're not really versed in that. So it becomes really frustrating and it's caused a lot of friction between me and my daughter because I'm, I'm used to how I learn things, but that's not how she can learn things. Um, so in addition, with, go ahead. In a, I'm, I'm sorry, but kind of along that line of thinking there, you mentioned the dis, you're, you're used to having the disconnect of the drive home from work and everything here. Do you think that, and I'm not saying this to sound, I'm not saying this to sound like it's when guys are going to watch sports, they're trying to do it to get away from their families. But I think that there is a part of the opportunity to check out a sporting event that allows you to kind of sit back and relax, especially when you have a family life that allows you to unwind from the world around you for a little bit and just lose your mind. Let your mind just sit at peace when you're watching a game or when you're watching like the basketball tournament, if it were to have happened, or if you were watching a baseball yeah, game. I mean, do I you mean, find that you're, do you find that you're maybe a little bit more on edge because you don't have the same level of release for the, from the stress that you're under because of the lack of, ability to watch shows and stuff that you would traditionally partake in around this time of the year? Well, I mean, uh, it was said jokingly today, but I think there was a lot of truth to it. When I told her that we, when I told Amber we're recording tonight and she said, thank God that you have an outlet now. And she's like, you need to start doing it. You guys need to start recording more. She said, because sometime you are absolutely unbearable to deal with and i did and i you know we were just joking around about it and then i i kind of thought you know and this is going to sound funny because you know like i said i do work from home so you know typically i get off at midnight i got held up and i seen where you guys made the initial call my anxiety went through the roof knowing that i was still stuck at work and to get on here and because i know that it was holding you guys up and there was a lot of anxiety and a lot of just like on edge nervousness, nervous energy that, uh, produced. But as soon as I got on the call, it it went away. I was able, everything kind of slowed down in my mind and everything. And that's something that, like I said, my disconnect from work. I mean, it's a 10 minute drive home in that 10 minutes, whether I consciously think about it or not is when I get in my Jeep at work, I leave work at work. Uh Uh When I walk into my house, I'm in my home life here. There's no disconnect. It's, you know, it's caused issues because, you know, if I'm, if I'm working, I'm taking calls and the dogs bark or something or some it, it's an anxiety for me and it creates anxiety for Amber and it puts us both on high alert, like a nervous energy. So that's some of the biggest things that have me is because I do have a lot more 
I thought I would have a lot less stress, but um, I don't, and it's uh, and, and it, it's tough. I mean, because you know, uh, okay, I'll say this and I'll wrap it up. It's like when I was an EMT. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm sure I've told you guys this, um, but I. I bought a small, uh, just a small outdoor plastic tree because I couldn't get one to live um, that I put beside my door when I became an EMT and I lived in my townhouse. And it was the best advice I've got from an uh, old grizzled medic named Danny May. He said, because he's seen anxiety building up for me and me carrying stuff for weeks on end. And then me and him worked a Saturday together. He said, I'm going to give you advice that was given to me. He said, bye. He said, do you have any plants on the outside of your house? So no, he said, go get a, he said, it's, if it's a real tree, a plastic tree, a potted plant, something, put it beside your door or put it beside your steps before you walk into your apartment. And every day when you get out of your car, Touch that for five seconds, walk in your house. Leave everything that you have with work at that tree every day. And when you leave for work, you pick it up on your way out. He said, your life will change. And that was some of the best advice I had because it created a disconnect. Working from home, I don't have that disconnect. My anxiety that I have on a call, I carry to you know it might be something i could be stressed out over a call and i go on lunch or break and kenzie could just make a minor mistake and it's a heightened reaction for me or amber me and amber could be joking around and she say something in a joking manner and it's a heightened reaction from me there's no disconnect yeah do i love spending time with my family more because i'm home yes but there needs to be a disconnect and I'm pretty sure that if anybody listened to this and you know, they, they might be able to relate. Who knows? I don't know. But if it does, uh, the best advice I can give you is to find something that you can leave your work with and pick it up before you clock in the next day. All right. So I'm going to kind of, I'm going to go next year and I was actually going to go last, but what Jason said tied into what I was going to say here. So I'm going to go ahead and go next year. Um, I've made no secret about it on this show. I've made no secret about it on the other podcasts that I've done for the W2 network. I've made no secret about it on the reaction that I do over for the chair shot radio network. I suffer from really, really bad anxiety. I suffer from really, really bad depression. It's I've had it for years it goes back to when I was nine years old, or excuse me, 11 years old, when my nine-year-old sister passed away in front of me. I do not do well when things are disorganized and things are chaotic. I do not do well when I'm told that I have to do something that I don't want to do. Sitting inside of this apartment, having to be – because I live in a studio apartment. I'm pretty sure I've told you guys that before. Mm. I live inside of a space that is probably no bigger than most people's master bedrooms. But it's just me here. So that's not usually not a bad thing because, you know, under a normal circumstances, I could get out and walk to the store. I can get out and go hang out with my friends. I can get out and go to the park. I can get out and, you know, go watch a local sporting event or 
even do the, the, the wrestling shows that I was doing locally here. With everything being shut down here, I have spent, I think I was doing the math earlier today, out of the last 16 days, I've only left the apartment two days in those 16 days. And you feel like the walls closing in around you. You feel like you, the area that you inhabit is somehow becoming smaller, even though it's not actually becoming smaller. It just feels that way because it feels like everything's coming down on top of you. And that's one of the things that Jason mentioned with anxiety. That's something that anxiety does to you is it makes you feel like everything is bigger than what it actually is or the stuff that should be bigger doesn't mean as much as it should. What Jason was saying about having that disconnect there is something that I understand as well because I, I helped my 70-year-old stepfather. And before everything happened, I would go over and see him twice, three times a month or so just to make sure he had what he needed, make sure that he was able to go get his phone card so he could have his cell phone in case he needed to get a hold of me. He could go do his grocery shopping. He could get whatever else he needed for the apartment and everything. And then maybe once or twice a month, maybe once or twice a month, me and Christine would go over and take him out to dinner. So that way he had a chance to get out of his apartment for a little bit here. He's 70 years old. He's in that age range that they're suggesting that you not go anywhere unless absolutely imperative. And so that's leading to me taking on more of a role in like helping him with his grocery shopping and taking the stuff to him and picking up the stuff that he needs at the store and taking it to him so he doesn't have to leave. And that's more pressure on me throughout this time as well with my anxiety. It's not helping with everything. And I'm sure that there are a lot of other people out there. And I'm not trying to say this in order to garner sympathy because I know there are a lot of other people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing right now and taking care of their old, and taking care of their elders and such. But it's very difficult for somebody like myself who hasn't had that responsibility before. And it's putting a lot of extra pressure on me as well. Um, Brandon, yeah. your situation is your a little bit more unique down there given the fact that you're not really close to your immediate family yeah. with your girlfriend and her family. Yeah. Fiance and her family. Yeah, I mean, things have definitely been more chaotic here in the house because, you know, everyone's lot you know everyone's staying home you know for the vast majority of the day um so that's caused some some turmoil but um outside of that i've been you know well it's it's been kind of weird because on one hand you know i'm uh you know i you know before this started i was doing the games for uh the high school and that was getting me out of the house more and whatnot and was giving me something I liked doing so that was you know a good thing but now um you know I started doing you know I started a new job which I can do at home uh which helps gives it gives me something to do during the day um which is a good thing but it's also um it also means I have less time to do things uh, like with Tori and, and other things. Uh, so it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a balancing act now with that. Um, and then not having, you know, sports and stuff. I mean, I still have wrestling, which is good that, that that's still going on. Um, but, you know, outside of that, you know, not having sports, it's it's definitely a, an odd feeling and you know, uh, it, it's just it's just a weird time, all in all. Eric, you were mentioning before the last time we did a show that you were in the process of getting your business started 
when everything started happening there. And I know that that's probably slowed down, slowed down your progress on getting the business started. Do you think it's putting extra pressure on you for your business in order to get it off the ground and help it get as successful as you can in order to maybe make up for lost time here? Like, what are your thoughts on everything there? And I know you have somebody else who is of an, of an older age as well, with, living with your mother too. How's your mom handling everything? She, with her being of an advanced age and also her being in the medical field for so long, 30 years as a registered nurse, almost 50 years as a nurse total, she's looking at everything, taking what she sees on the news from certain sources with a grain of salt, but normally what I would consider overkill, like taking Lysol spray on my mail, certain things like that, I would be like, I wouldn't always take those steps, but I understand and I, I don't complain when she mentions doing that because she's being very careful. She's seeing the statistics and she knows even in my case, the worst could happen to me just as easily as it could happen to her. So I could, I understand that. Yeah, that's one thing. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, that's one thing that I've uh, definitely noticed myself. You know, uh, I was never one to, you know, overthink cleanliness. You know, I just do the, the normal stuff. But now, you know, I've been, my hands feel so dry because I've been mm -hmm. washing them much more than I, I would normally. And then, you know, I've been wearing gloves when I go out of the house, wearing a face mask when I go out of the house. So it's been a very weird thing. Yeah. Go ahead just, real quick. Just, I'm sorry, Eric, but it, that, that actually brought up something that I, I didn't ask earlier, but I wanted to ask Brandon here because out of the four of us, Brandon's the most immunocompromised out of the four mm. of us. To an extent, yes. I haven't really done much research in terms of if if my disability impacts... CP, right? Yeah. I don't know if it has any sort of impact. Um, you know, I'm not... You know, I'm susceptible to getting certain things, but that's, like, more, that's more so as a result of allergies since I moved down here more than anything in regards to the CP. But I would think that, but I would think that with your weakened immune system because of the, the, the cerebral palsy, that that would put you at a greater risk of catching. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't know necessarily if I do have a weakened immune system, um, because I don't think that's necess that's not necessarily a direct symptom or a direct um, thing that comes with CP. Um, but you know, it certainly is possible, and you know, I'm taking all the proper precautionary steps. All right, I want to interject here uh, real quick um, just because Brandon brought something up. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put on my intelligence and my, you know, and I, especially since Eric brought it up, uh, I'm going to touch on two things real quick because he said, that, you know, Mama Eric, um, you know, is taking extra precautionary steps like um, Lysol in the mail, wiping stuff down. Um, the fact that, you know, a lot of people don't know this and I'll share this. I'm sure that she won't, um, care that I share this. My wife is, uh, 
super vigilant when it comes to fear. Uh, she stresses about a lot of things. This thing is really hard on her mentally. Uh, she does have a small compromised immune system. She does have high blood pressure and some upper respiratory issues. Uh, so <clears throat> that being said, you know, the fear that I have is being in the medical field for so long and like, a, you know, and, you know, Mama Watkins can, you know, probably attest to this if you ever uh, mm -hmm. mentioned it, Eric. Being exposed to so much stuff, our immune systems are heightened. Mm -hmm. But in the the fear of me is a lot of things are asymptomatic, meaning I can carry some and I not even know that it bothers me. Mm -hmm. Kenzie and Amber can get super sick and I wouldn't, I may just have a bellyache for a day or run a temperature for a day and I'm done. But going back to something that, um, you know, I just want to touch on that. But going back to something Brandon said about wearing the gloves and stuff, and that this may catch me a lot of heat. Uh, if you're wearing the gloves properly, great. I commend you for it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people do not know the proper use of gloves. Meaning, One time usage, and then you're supposed to take them off if if it's any time exactly any time you touch a new surface you are to change your gloves if not only thing you're doing is cross-contaminating anything you come in contact with i have a friend who i've known all my life is constantly posting pictures of her wearing a face mask and she's got gloves on at the grocery store and then she's got the same gloves on in her car and she kind of got upset with me i said you're doing nothing but spreading germs She's like, no, I've got gloves on. And I'm like, no, you're cross-contaminating everything you come into contact with. Because any time you touch a new surface, you need a new pair of gloves. Therefore, you're not carrying the germs. And she talks about how much she cares about her son. I was like, look, using this as a teaching moment, because obviously you're you – have an idea in your head that's not fully thought out. When you're touching all these different things, one thing, you might touch 10 things. The very first thing you touch might be contaminated. You touch nine other, th the other things, you contaminate those nine other things, so everything becomes contaminated. And that's mm -hmm. what I think that people aren't understanding what's going on is this thing that we're facing. And I'm going to go on a medical spill here. It is not going to reduce because people are not taking the proper precautions. They're taking precautions, but they're not doing it properly. Mm -hmm. They're cross contaminating a lot of things. Therefore that's what's causing such a rapid spread of stuff. If you are using proper protocols, one, you're going to be wasting a lot of gloves that can go to medical personnel that does need them. Secondly, if you do continue to cross-contaminate, you're not going to see any growth in, in this vast number. It's not going to shrink. It's just going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm going to go on record and say this. 
you guys can quote me on this, before anything gets better, you have to let life get back to normal, and you're going to see a second surge of this thing going on in our world because Mm -hmm. there's going to be so many people that is going to be flocking together, and there's going to be so many germs spread that you're going to see a huge influx of things before you see the curve flatten. And this this is the second wave in some countries. And this has been my TED Talk, and I'm glad that you guys were part of it. Uh, Eric, you were telling us about uh, things with Mama Watkins. Yeah, and she always makes sure, I mean, you know, proper protective coverings for my face and stuff, have everything, all my skin protected, wearing long pants, which sucks because naturally, Florida, it's been 90 degrees off and on the past two weeks, so yay, but I do it because I know. I go to a grocery stores. Not everybody practices social distancing. I'm running around looking weirder than I normally do, <laughs> ducking and dodging to make sure I stay the six feet. And that's been quite of an adventure. But I know if I take these precautions, I can control what I can. So that way I have less of a risk. And she also has much less of a risk because I'm the only one out of either of us that goes out. But on the flip side of that business-wise, because primarily I'm a math tutor, as we know, a lot of schools have already closed down for the remainder of the year anything on campus. High schools, elementary schools, colleges are going to distance learning. The SATs have been canceled. AP exams are all going to be online, really for the first time I would say ever, at least the first time I can remember. So getting my tutoring business, Rick's TNT LLC, shameless plug, getting that off the ground hasn't been bad because I've got so many students for online sessions flocking towards me. That's how I was able to get the money together to file the LLC in the first place. That's how I've been able to get some of the money together and hopefully when this economic recovery check, because technically it's not a stimulus, that comes in, I can cover the rest of my bills. Okay, I have this stuff that I now can use that I've saved. I can get my notary. I can get my insurance. I can start making investments in the A7FL and Trulis Tacos and getting my touchscreen monitor and mini PCs. One that's going to be for podcasts, the other that's going to be for tutoring. Everybody wins. So I can get things going on in that regard, but I know I'm lucky enough to where I'm going to have customers and see this with business. But even then, until I transition to getting my own clients, I'm going to have to be working for tutoring companies like I currently do, which means I'm still going to be making less money, but at least I'm making something for those like in restaurants, like in all these businesses that have been declared non-essential and closed and employees furloughed, they're waiting on something. We don't know if or when it's going to get here. 
hopefully when and not if, they're looking at this really to survive. I mean, you see the numbers, 13% unemployment, millions of people filing for uh, unemployment on a weekly basis. We haven't seen anything like this in decades. So I just say, while I'm good enough to where I've got something I can fall back on, everybody also take a breath. And especially if someone you know, check in and try to help out if you can, those that don't. I just their business may not come back after this. I just had one question for I mean if you if your mom or you have a an idea too, but mostly to Jason because he mentioned it. You mentioned, you know, you you wanna switch out gloves, but you know, you obviously don't want to be using up all your gloves in one fell swoop. What is your best suggestion to avoid, you know, what, what would you suggest to do in that, with that? You want my don't. honest opinion? Yeah. Don't worry about them. Wash your hands. Use that's, hand sanitizer. So just wash your hand and use hand sanitizer and just that's go out and grab it? That, that was, yes. Um, because what you're, uh, I mean, not wearing gloves is just as is just as productive as wearing gloves across contamination. The only difference is if you're dabbing, if you just have a, a little, one of those little dollar, uh, you get them for a dollar. Bath and Body Works hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm. Good luck finding um, them now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I, I'm just using it as an example because I, I mean. That's just a little dollar hand sanitizers you can that it just came to my mind and I'm just sitting here looking yeah. at uh all Kinsey stuff um through my office door. Um but if you're you're going to cross contaminate if you're wearing one set of gloves as opposed to no sets of gloves. Uh so I would suggest just if you have a small thing of hand sanitizer, a little dab of hand sanitizer. Or uh, a lot of people make fun of me because I, I do this, which I've done this even before this. When I go get gas, they have napkins. Uh, they have paper towels right there mm-hmm. by the thing that washes you. I grab one of those, and that's how I use the gas handle. Mm-hmm. One, because I don't like get, getting gas on my hand. And two, I live in West Virginia, and there's some, I'm pretty sure some girls rubbing crotch critters on the, <laughs> on the gasoline thing. Um, a good way, uh, and this is something that actually uh, you can go on YouTube and find this out, and it's very easy. Uh, thing that <clears throat> if you can't find sanitizing wipes or hand sanitizer, uh, you can go on YouTube and Google or Google how to make your own. Yeah, uh, I've, I've seen that could, already. You, yeah, yep. you could dilute. You could dilute a little bit of bleach. Don't use too much because it will eat your hands to shit but uh you don't want it and that's another thing people are overusing hand sanitizer Mm. uh it your 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 body's built to have certain bacteria on it to help fight stuff Mm. when using a lot of hand sanitizer you also kill off the good bacteria with the bad bacteria so uh just be be precautious uh, if you're going to be touching a lot of things, a little, little dab of hand sanitizer. If you're doing something, and I mean, just have, I mean, this sounds really 
funny. And if you if you laugh at me, fine. Another thing that I do. How many you guys do laundry? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You always have a mismatched sock or something, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes use that. You just carry it. I mean, carry carry a uh, just carry a mismatched sock that you found in your pocket. Um, if you're using a face mask, use an old. If you've got a shirt or something that you can use, use that rather than taking these. Because I see people that are like full out N95 mask, and I'm and I laugh at them because it's doing no good. Um, you're, you're because um, I mean I could speak on this because me and Liz has actually had a few talks because her mother, you know, she takes care of her mother, and you know I always check in on her and her mother. And, you know, and she's in one of the heavy, the hardest hit places, which is New York. And mm-hmm. there is no medical supplies for places. It's got so bad that they're begging people, paying them to paying nurses almost $200 an hour per diem to come work in hospitals. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in West Virginia, we have 436 cases confirmed. As of yesterday, that's a drop in a, that is literally a raindrop in an ocean compared to what New York's going through. Mm-hmm. You, you even tell, you have fewer cases in the in your entire state than I do just in my county. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think it's the same here as well. I think it's more uh, in this county as well. So, but uh, just real quick here, Ohio is 15 times West Virginia's. Ohio's up over 5,000 confirmed cases. Yeah, but I mean, going back to what you asked, Brandon, uh, one, be careful. I mean, washing your hands. This is a disease that, you know, simply washing your hands, practicing good hygiene. And it's Mm -hmm. sad that you have to tell people to practice proper hygiene that can curve this. And remember, remember, Jason, some of these same people have to be warned, hot coffee is hot. Well, also not to eat Tide Pods. But Thank you. I, I, will, di- I will digress. Now, we won't get question. into that. Here's my question. Would a Tide Pod kill the coronavirus? No. <laughs> I'm, I know that. I'm just... Okay, we're, we're, we're currently... We're currently at 500, 523 uh, confirmed cases in the entire state. Also, this still is roughly the same as my county. <laughs> now, this is this is going to make me get up on my soapbox a little bit. And, you know, I do apologize if I hurt anybody's feelings. I just don't give a fuck if I do. Don't buy into the hype. Do your own research. Mm-hmm. Do your look, look into the statistics yourself. Research, yes. don't take everything at face value because a yes. lot of things that I I have found out personally is a lot of these quote-unquote deaths are everything is being lumped into a coronavirus, a C, uh, COVID-19 death. When COVID-19. actually, actually, it's um, not related. Had a good friend who just lost 
one of their parents to a stroke, a massive stroke and heart attack. Come to find out, they was listed under COVID nineteen as a COVID nineteen death. No symptoms, no nothing. Oh wow! The hospital, the hospital released it, and they were furious because this mm-hmm. kind of this person, this person is one of your um, far right people and conspiracy theorists. And when that happened, they were livid. And they made a huge deal about it because knowing what happened, because he passed away before he the ambulance even got there, he was gone. Hmm. And they were, and when they got, of course, you still have to transport to the hospital mm-hmm. due to, you know, they were Wait. still working. And they listed as a as a COVID nineteen uh, death. Don't buy into hype. Uh, we're all intelligent people. Some more than others. Some kind of struggle. But just just be vigilant and do your own research. Don't believe everything you hear, and only believe believe nothing you hear, and only half of what you see. Mm-hmm. Zero infection rates, tests per million people. These are some of the numbers that you will really look into if you want to get an idea. And even don't look at deaths, but look more at hospitalizations for that exact reason that you mentioned, Jason. That exact reason. And also, and also, everybody's saying there's a surging, surging cases, surging cases. You want to know why they're surging cases? There's more tests available. Exactly. And, and people have been saying I mean people have been saying tests, that. The more tests that you have available, the more prob yeah. you know, it's the law a law of probability. The more you test something, the more po- uh, it's probable you're gonna have a positive reaction. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, um, so it's it's just a thing that you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, ensure that you are doing proper hygiene because that is key. And I don't care what anybody says. They're saying they're wanting to, uh, they don't know how to curve this. Wash your ass and wash your hands, and that will, that will help flatten the curve. It's exactly. just like stay, stay six feet apart, don't share hookah, don't eat unfamiliar ass. Stay sick and stay home if you're sick. The basics, people. The basics. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's the fact that, and, and I'm going to say this, it's the fact that people, if if anybody wants to get a good education on what's happening today, may I suggest to you, um, I don't really know the name of the book. I'm I know the premise of uh, I think it was 1984 is the book. Uh, uh, George Wells? Yes. And it kind of depicts how the media how media can manipulate and control a mass population. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and, you know, that's not saying it coming from a conspiracy theorist, but history is doomed to repeat itself. 
if you can get people buy into something, they believe it. It's like the the Spanish flu was even called the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it 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 didn't even originate in Spain. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of things to say about this whole situation here now that I let you finish what you were saying there, Jason. One, if you're calling it the Chinese virus, you're an asshole. Yep. Shut the fuck up. I call it the Chinese virus, and I am an you're asshole. An ass- you are an asshole. Shut the fuck up. Two, if you're one of those idiots who's just throwing their used gloves on the ground outside of stores and parking lots or in, inside of like lobbies and stuff. Oh, my God. People are doing that? You're and fuck yourself. Wow. Yes. People are dumb. Like, just taking their gloves off and dropping them in the parking lots. This this is what I've been saying. A person, an individual person, can show a lot of signs of high levels of intelligence. You get people together in a group, that's who you're talking about a set of dumb, panicky animals that are extremely hard to reason with. Exactly. And, and like I said, everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Uh, we've lost, and I mean, us four. I mean, we differ on on a few things. We're similar on a few things, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. but we we all have the the ability to be able to reasonably have a discussion. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. that. We have that that trait that we can actually sit down even if we disagree we can have a discussion see each other's viewpoint the world as a whole and the masses of america as a whole has lost the ability to disagree if it comes from any walk of life a lot of people will believe everything they see everything they hear and we become a society that believes if it's on the internet, it's real. Mm. We have, but one thing that this thing has has done, and I will I will say this in closing, it has brought people closer together. You do see people being more social, even if it's from a distance. You see them being more social with their families, myself included. I found out I've been married for three years and her favorite color is yellow. Never knew that before. That was a that That's was a joke a, that went nowhere. That was a oh, really oh, bad, I got that it. was a really bad meme on Facebook yeah. went back when it first started. Yep. Yes. Uh but I mean no seriously, I mean there's stuff that me and Amber can sit down and watch a TV show together and neither one of us be on our phone. And there's there's a bond. Uh, bond again. Uh, me and Kenzie can, you know, um, you know, talk about just random stuff. Um, you know, I can talk to, you know, some of my neighbors. Um, one of my neighbors currently has cancer. Uh, a, a few people here in the area made little, little bags and took and set by his mailbox. Um, just just to make sure that he knew that we cared enough to make sure that he had some basic needs being met and and everything. So you're seeing and you're seeing people like being out and being you know it's social distancing, but you're seeing people do stuff as families now. You see people take 
I see it on my Facebook every so often when I check it. People taking hikes together, riding their bikes, being a family and not being glued to a television or a telephone. Um, one of the biggest things here, and we do need to start getting ready to put a kibosh on this. And for those of you who were hoping to get us to discuss some offseason NFL news, this discussion ended up going a lot more deeper and a lot more intricated than I originally anticipated. Therefore, I do not feel that it would be in good taste to try to turn this towards a football discussion. Therefore, we will come back with our postseason thoughts, our post-NFL season thoughts with regards to players changing teams and free agents being signed. And Eric mentioned the, uh, the issues with CBA as well. We'll talk about all that next week when we do our draft review. But I think the biggest thing to understand here, and I've said this before on the show, and I'm going to reiterate my point right now, is there's one thing that everybody in this world has in common, being human. And I think that at times we lose track of that. We lose track of who we are both as individuals and as a collective humanity, we get so caught up in our daily grind. We get so caught up in our, oh, what's this and this person saying on Facebook and this person doing on Snapchat? And, oh, my God, I need to get this picture up for Instagram. No. What you need to do is you need to take care of yourself and those you care about. What you need to do is you need to be there for those you care about and to take care of yourself so that you can be there for those you care about. I'm not going to sit here and say I have all the answers. I have absolutely zero medical training. One of my best friends – sister is a doctor it's as close as i get to the medical profession jason has actual emt experience here so he has a better understanding of this than probably myself and brandon do brandon's probably got more medical experience given his given his condition he's probably been around more medical facilities than i have in that regard yeah eric obviously mentioned eric obviously mentioned earlier his mother was in nursing the nursing field for almost 30 years almost That's a 50 well, we, with everything all considered, yes, almost 50 years. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Take everything you see online with a grain of salt. Do your own research, like Jason said. Find out what plan works for you, what plan works best for you, what plan works best for your family. If you want to subscribe to certain theories, that, that's your decision. People are going to agree with you. People are going to disagree with you, and that's okay because we're allowed to be different. That's what makes us human. Just remember that. Um, Jason, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, my final thoughts is this. Um, if you are, if you have stayed with us this long, I do uh, appreciate it and hopefully you take what we've discussed here. And I know this, this is typically not our... Um, typical podcast uh you everybody that you know if we do have fans they're used to hearing us joke around give each other hell and everything but uh i hope that this gave anybody that did stick around uh kind of glimpse into the human beings that we actually are yeah we're all assholes uh especially me uh i'll be the first one to tell you that but also um if any of these, the other three people on this podcast ever needed something, I would be one of the first people that would drop anything to help them. Um, and that's because uh, I care about them just like they're my own family. Um, and with that being said, 
if you are sticking around. Uh, I would love for anybody to, I just make this joke uh, quite often when I do, do wrap-ups. Uh, anybody that wants to shoot me a uh, message on uh, my Twitter, uh, it's at TurkeyGlue822. Um, if you do feel the walls coming in, like Harry said, or you just need uh, to vent about anything, feel free to hit me up. I mean, yeah, I do work, uh, but if you do, if you do shoot me a message, especially at this time, because what people don't realize is all the all this going around, and you know, hopefully this doesn't offend Harry in any way, but you know, Harry does spoke a little bit on it earlier. You need to check on some people because. Whether mm-hmm. you want to believe, whether you want to believe it or not, there are people out there struggling with this that do feel like their world's getting smaller and smaller, and they're at their they're at their wits' end, and they don't know what to do. So, if you have somebody that is dealing with depression or anxiety issues, reach out, check on them, make make sure that they know that you're there for them, so their world isn't getting so small where they think they're alone. Yeah, and real quick to to Jason's point right there. Um, I know I've talked to Jason a lot in the downtime in between doing shows here. I know that me and Brandon have talked a little bit as well. I know that me and Eric talk significantly. Me and Eric have actually taken to hanging out on uh, Messenger and playing dominoes against each other to give each other company right now. I, I may um, have to get in on that. Unfortunately, it's two-player, but well, when, when one of us free, yes, yeah, by yes. all means, feel free. Jason, same goes for you if you want to learn how to play some five some fives dominoes. Um Jason mentioned another name earlier in the show, uh, Liz Pugliese, who is up in one of the danger spots up in New York City. Liz is an absolute sweetheart of a human being. You may, when you're first meeting her, you may get that gruff New York exterior, but Liz is an absolute sweetheart. Liz has been there to talk to me through so many different circumstances over the course of these couple of years that we've known each other, and I would not give up her friendship for anything. Find yourself somebody like Liz that will look out for you just as much as you want to look out for her. I can attest to that from my interactions with her as well. And if we're getting to the time when even our mayor in his daily briefings, he always ends it by, at 7 o'clock, call somebody. Text them. Shoot them a message. He's not wrong. One of the few things I've agreed with them about through this because I was reading a case a couple of weeks ago. A girl in her mid-20s over in the UK, she actually committed suicide for all of these reasons because those walls were closing in. Just because you know and you have people who they seem okay, it never hurts to ask. Eric, do you have any other final thoughts? Listen to the scientists. Do research. Think critically. Because God knows that's exactly what we need right now. Science, bitch. (laughs) Brought to you by Rick's ENT LLC. And I'm also going to throw this out there as one last plug. I never do this. So... Well, because this is a, like, shill with a little bit of a twist. Hit me up on Facebook. Eric Watkins, with a K. You should see a cartoon image of myself in a recliner 
glass of wine in one hand and a Jaguars hat sitting around a pile of laundry. That's me. If you like have anybody or if you're trying to complete classes and stuff yourself, send me a message. I'm up and running for business. I know it's a tough time. My rates, especially now as this is going on, very flexible. I'm doing using this and what gifts, thankfully, that I have to help out. And if you are capable of doing something like this or even volunteering, do the same. Because people just need people right now. Not a whole bunch of talking heads on TV or all this and that. Yeah, you have, you know, a little bit of booze, a little bit of weed, whatever you take. No judgment for me, but as all of the commercials and everybody says, this is one of those times when we really, as a human race, are all in this together. Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I'll just say one thing and then I have a quick question. We'll just go around uh, around the table to get everyone's reaction. Um, you know, just everyone stay safe. Adhere to the social distancing. Make sure you're, you know, cleaning yourself and keeping yourself hygienic. And just make sure that you're trying to get this under control so we can get back to normal as quickly as we possibly can. And the question I had for you guys was, what was your reaction? And, you know, I mean, obviously not in a... You know, not as much of a, you know, direct uh, moment for the world, but for us as sports fans, definitely. What was your reaction that night, that Wednesday night, and then the subsequent day when what I like to call the, the, the sports world stood still, when everything came crashing down? What were your thoughts? I had one... Uh, well, two words, one of which was, one of which had an expletive. Um, and I think I actually said these two words inside of our group chat that we have over on Facebook as well. I believe the two words that I used were fucking surreal. Mm-hmm. Eric? Duh, fuck? <laughs> and then it turned to, well, this is inevitable. Then it turned to, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Jason, I was I was numb, and I mean that's the best way to describe it. I I was totally numb because I didn't really understand what was going on and what the overreaction was because that was my initial thought. It was overreaction, um, but. Then I had to take a step back and look and do uh, further research. Um, and figure out where my honest priorities lie. Was it, was I upset because I was losing out on sports or was I upset because I had to look in the mirror and be a uh, an accountable human being. Mm-hmm. 
you see, that's actually kind of what I was just thinking yeah. too there. I think that the surrealism comes from the culture shock of having everything yeah. taken away. And then that right there, once the sports were taken away, once we lost exhibition baseball, the NBA season, the NHL season, and, uh, and NFL training camps, um, once the live events ceased for professional wrestling and everything like that happened for us, that's when you started to pick up on the severity of everything going on around you. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. Um, Tori was actually at wrestling practice that night when Gobert got diagnosed with it, and then everything started. And I didn't. I I got an ESPN alert saying that the game was postponed, and I was like, okay, that's weird. And then as soon as I got back, I I turned on ESPN, and they were reporting on it, and then it just that's when the the severity of this really hit me because you know at first i was thinking oh it's going to be like any other you know any of the other you know ec- epidemics or you know any of the other epidemics that we've gone through in the past you know 15 20 years SARS Ebola all of that that you know yes you hear about it the news sensationalizes it but it doesn't for the most part, it doesn't really affect you on a day-to-day life. And then as soon as... As soon as that first domino fell with the NBA and them saying that they were shutting everything down, I was like, this is the beginning of the end. I knew the next day. I was... I woke up bright and early at 8 o'clock in the morning that Thursday knowing that this is going to be a day that we will never forget because everything was going to be shut down by the end of it. And sure enough, it was. And it was weird for me because I had been keeping an eye on it since kind of things started, really January, February. And I was like, um, this is potentially not good. And one thing that I really spent more time in, the stock market, which, again with my weird level of responsibility and hardcore adulting, I've started fully committing money and investing into the stock market. I have a small portfolio, which is kind of eh, but what have you. I was like, oh, this is going to be a wreck. Mm -hmm. This will be bad, and it's not going to go away very, very quickly. And then that night, I happen to be tuning in watching that NBA game, something I almost never do in the regular season. Then I heard the news all of a sudden, like, started to come across the wire, and I was like, oh, shit. Then when they started, as the night went on, and in the next day, and then I started hearing a lot less when and a lot more if, and I would be surprised in blah 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 the more it happened the more it was sinking in the more things were going and i thought to myself we're kind of screwed then when i looked at a lot of different charts and everything and i'm like some people reacted too late this is already global and people don't realize it yet then people started realizing it but it was already done and i'm like wasn't long after that that I made my first trip to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. the Probably one of the most surreal moments, especially for me, um, you know, being a Big East fan, 
was watching the begin, you know, the first half of that St. John's Butler game and uh-huh. seeing them still playing, but at the same time, kind of knowing in the back of my head, the writing's on the wall. How long are they going to try to keep this up? And sure enough, it, it only was, lasted a half. Yeah, it was the same thing. Because for those of you, like I was going back to Australia Rules Football, after everything shut down, they said, all right, we're going to have the first round of the season. I was like, great, at least there's something. Going into halftime, that game, because I had watched that live, all of a sudden it's like, oh, the CEO of the league is coming on at the half to discuss updates in a fast-paced and changing environment. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Then the commentator started talking. Then they mentioned, oh, some states are closing their borders. And I'm like, I spent the next 20 minutes thinking, am I even going to see the rest of this game? Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I did. Because the league CEO said, after round one, we're going to complete these games, then we're going to shut it down for a while. A long while. So it's like, the more I saw things in the sweeping change, I thought, this is going to linger. Yeah. And keep lingering. All right, let's get ready to go ahead and send this home here real quick. Um... We were just having a little bit of a discussion inside of the group chat, and I'm going to bring that over here. Uh, Jason earlier brought up a a novel by George Wells called 1984, which deals with the sensationalism of government overtaking people's lives and maybe people rushing to conclusions. Uh, George Wells has another novel that does much the same thing except from a people perspective with War of the Worlds and people's overreaction to to a radio prank of an alleged alien invasion. Uh, it's unless it's coming from a reputable source, unless it's coming from the CDC directly or a reputable medical agency, none of what you hear and half of what you see mm-hmm. to one of the comments that we talked about earlier. And this is a darker part of the show. Mm-hmm. That this is a darker part of the show that we really don't get into very often. If you or anyone you know are struggling, 1-800-273-8255 it is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number. Do not hesitate to call. Your life is worth living. And I say this as somebody who's been in that boat before. For Jason Teasley, Eric Watkins, and Brandon Biscobing, my name is Harry Broadhurst. You have been listening to the kickoff. Damn right, we're essential. A presentation of the W2M Network online at w2mnet.com. In addition, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, Podbean, CastBox, Spreaker. Hey, Brandon, guess what? Spotify is here. Check on those you care about, everybody. Now's not the time for me to call anybody any kind of name. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. And thanks for listening to the kickoff here on the W2M Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.